Welcome to We Solve Problems with your host, James D. Bennett II. In each episode, we'll share educational insights to motivate manufacturers to innovate. You can find this show on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on www.innovativesolutions.org. Now, here's the host of We Solve Problems, James D. Bennett II. Good morning, and welcome to the We Solve Problems podcast. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Where we inform of the existing technology, the trend of the R&D for that technology, and the financial incentive to help mitigate risk of innovation. I'm your host, James Bennett. Today we're talking about the patent filing process in India with Dr. Prachi Chopra, who is a patent agent, founder, and director of Intellectual Bastion LLP. Dr. Chopra, could you give us a brief summary of your background, please? Okay. So um, uh, I'm actually founder of company Intellect Bastion in India, and we help inventors, entrepreneurs, and uh, people from universities and institutes. We help them to get patents, trademarks, copyrights, designs. Actually, in India, because you are in a different country, I must mention it, that we have in India patents and designs that separate different intellectual property rights. It's not utility patents and design patents as in U.S. and many other countries. It's So we help inventors and entrepreneurs and all the people from research and development society, research and development community, get intellectual property rights over their work. Get, uh, get them assets. So this is what we do. And as a part of my educational qualifications, I have done, I'm from, I have engineering background. I've done BTEC, MTech, and PhD in electronics and communication. And then I was just motivated to help people who belong to my um, community, who are engineers. They have done some inventions and they want to protect it. I was not motivated to be an inventor as such but I wanted to help these people so I passed passed the patent agent exam and become a a licensed patent patent agent and then I'm now trying to help the people from R&D community to get patents and trademarks yeah and various other intellectual property rights okay then that's quite a background and that's why I brought you on as a guest today and that's why I believe it's important to hear what you have to say now to put today's podcast into context, a patent is a type of intellectual property that gives its owner the legal right to exclude others from making, using, or selling an invention for a limited period of time. In most countries, patent rights fall under private law, and the patent holder must sue someone infringing the patent in order to enforce their rights. Patents have a positive effect on society because they promote innovation and help develop new products. But the procedure for granting patents requirements placed on the patentee and the extent of the exclusive rights vary between countries according to national laws and international agreements. But what about these other countries? In India, for example, the provisions relating to registration and enforcement of patents are contained under the Patent Act 1970 and its corresponding rules, namely Patent Rules 2003. But who in India is permitted to apply for a patent for an invention and what is the term of a patent in India? Here to answer those questions and more 
is Dr. Chopra. Dr. Chopra, could you please explain to us who can file for a patent in India and what is the patent registration process? Okay, so if I talk broadly in all countries, uh, it's something which is almost similar in all the countries, but actually varies in uh, specific countries that how we have to file a patent application. Broadly, we can say it is similar and same kind of in all the countries, but there are certain differences. So if I specifically talk about India, in India, who can file a patent? Patent can be filed at any person who has done some inventive work and he, he wants to protect it as a legal right. That person is allowed to file a patent or someone on his behalf can file a patent his legal representative can uh, file a patent or for the invention that he or she has done if uh, he or she doesn't want to then so inventors can file patent application and how they can file a patent application firstly you should be fully uh, able to tell the patent office about your invention descriptively in terms of a written uh, application that what your invention is. You should be able to explain your invention. If you're ready with your invention, if at all you're not even ready with the invention, there is other separate procedure to file a provisional patent application. And then in a year, you can file a complete patent application. There are a few uh, rules and uh, in the act. Uh, how can we do that? But if I simply talk about the process, you should be ready with your how uh, your invention works, describe the terms of the figures, uh, what your invention is, what is the summary, what background you have researched on, and are you, uh, what, what problem exactly you have solved, and what exactly you are doing in that invention. You should be able to explain it uh, as a written um, application and uh, in on uh, as uh, drawings. So if you're ready with that, that's the right time to file a patent application, a complete patent application, I must specify here. So to, once we file the patent application, uh, it may be filed by an inventor by himself, or maybe you can ask for a patent agent or a patent attorney to file the patent application on your behalf because uh, it requires a lot of intelligence and it, it, it's something which, uh, it's an art which you gain over the years. So people usually hire agents and attorneys. They do some background research that to find out exactly what your invention is because inventors see their whole invention as something which is novel, but it is not always. So the main part of your invention where novelty lies, where it actually is the work you have done, which you can protect, that is done by doing background research, that is done by professionals. And then we find out where exactly is the novelty, we draft the claims, we completely draft the patent application, we prepare the forms, forms are prepared and assigned by inventors and power of attorney is signed. So this is the whole background process with, which happens before the final filing. And once this is done, when then we file at Indian Patent Office. This is, I think, and I just think that this is something which is done in each and every patent office, not only in India and other countries uh, as well. So once this is done, then what happens may differ in some countries is like once we file the patent application in India, the patent applications are not automatically examined. This is something different from US, I can say, or some other countries. They are not automatically examined. 
you have to file another application asking the patent office to examine your patent application until you file that application the patent application will only be published on completion of 18 months from the date of priority date of priority for the inventors i must define is the date of your first filing on which you first file the patent application so uh, once you once the patent application is filed then uh, we file if you want to get it examined we file the uh, examination request within 48 months from the date of first filing and then the patent application is examined uh, usually in another two three years uh, two three years or maybe sometimes one year also if the process is a little fast uh, these days Indian patent, patent offices uh, uh, trying to hire more examiners so as the delay can be reduced and it depends upon the workload and work culture at Indian Patent Office actually. Once you get the examination report, it's called examination report here in India. We usually call it office action, I think in USPTO. So once we receive that report, uh, uh, we have to prepare a response considering what all objections are stated by the examiner and we either amend or argue depending upon our thinking uh, behind what exactly examiner is saying and what we think and what inventor thing we actually collaborate with the uh, we have a discussion thoughtful discussion with the inventor what exactly they want based on the examiner's objections and how we should draft it we should argue or amend and depending on what exactly are their future aims what they foresee their invention how they foresee uh, how they think uh, want to commercialize it and how they want to commercialize it. depending on this we draft the response and then once it is filed, it is either accepted or maybe if the examiner is not convinced, he may ask for a hearing, one-to-one -one hearing. Virtually, it is done in India usually. So then there is a hearing part and uh, uh, we get a notification about it. And then once the hearing is done, it is finally decided with the patent office. Another few months if the patent application can be accepted or rejected. So this is the very usual process which happens in India. Uh, timelines are different um, for each and every process. And it depends upon what exactly inventor wants. There can be different roadmaps for different different directions for how we process the final application. Yeah. I see. I see. And, it, and just, just listening to you talk, it sounds pretty similar, similar to the U.S. Uh, sequence of patent prosecution. That the sequence of the patent prosecution process in the U.S. is, is generally the, the, the same. And it, and it goes something like this. And, it, and this is a textbook sequence. The inventor drafts an invention disclosure, which describes the invention. Then the inventor discusses the invention with the attorney or the agent. The attorney or the agent prepares an application. The inventor reviews it, the uh, application draft and make any changes according to uh, what he perceives the invention to be. Then the attorney or the agent prepares the final draft and related documents and files the application. That's, that's what we call prosecution. Yeah. And the patent office examines the application and provides any responses to the invention. I think the difference that you have there is that you have to request to be examined. Yeah. You yeah. have to do that in the U.S. Uh, then, after that, then the attorney or the agent and the inventor respond to the patent office accordingly, whatever those office actions are, and the patent office reviews the responses. Once everything is cleared there, then the patent office uh, allows the application 
And then once that is done, then the inventor pays the issue fee and the patent office issues a patent for the invention. So that's sim that's pretty much what the U.S. process is. So it sounds pretty similar. I think the only difference that I noted there is that uh, in your country, in India, uh, you have to request request an examination. Yes, this is a very big difference. Yeah, so, so in that, India, it is not automatic, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, there's what the big difference is. Okay, then, given that, uh, in the U.S., the initial eligibility requirements for a patent are the invention must have utility, it must be novel, and it must be non-obvious. So now, what are the eligibility requirements for filing a patent in India? In, in, I mean, are, are they the yeah. same? Are they along the same yeah. line there with utility, non-obviousness, and, and novelty? Is that about pretty much it? Oh, yeah. Actually, it is same, not only in India, but I think in all other countries which are a part of uh, TRIPS agreement, I suppose. I'm not aware about other countries, but definitely which uh, uh, belong to Paris Convention and all. They, they actually uh, have same types of eligibility criteria so that uh, there is unif uniformity amongst all the countries. Uh, but I must mention here, the wordings may be different. <laughs> in India, we say we, the invention should be novel. It should have inventive step and it should have industrial applicability, which may be in different countries. It is industrial applicability may be informed as it should have utility and inventive step. It may be informed as it should be non-obvious, but it means one and the same thing. It's about what wordings the office uses to describe the one and the same thing. So it should be novel firstly. It should not be any of the prior arts, prior publications anywhere globally. It should be very novel. It should be one and only, that means. And then it should be it should be having inventive step, which sim which actually means it should be not non-obvious. Uh, it should have something which the inventor has done on his own, maybe just a single step, which is very unique and inventive, but it should be invented. And this is where the claims are uh, drafted upon. So it's actually that which defines what is the center of the claims a drafter has to you know, draft, where the claims should be centralized. That is de decided by the inventive step. And around that, the drafting uh, of the claims is done. And third is it should have industrial applicability. If it is of no use to the industry, it's of no use for the society, and there is no need to have a patent over it. So one thing, any invention which can be used with the society for the benefit of the society, and uh, then only it is patent, uh, patent eligible. So this is the requirement, basic requirement. Other than this, if I talk specifically about India, there is section three and four of Indian Patent Act, which defines a few number of uh, types of inventions which are not eligible as patents. This is very specific to India because just to uh, secure, uh, just to safeguard the rights of the general public so that they are, um, they, they, they can easily have medicines. We have certain uh, types of um, inventions which are which are not easily get, given patent or in the pharma side. Uh, some inventions related to computer science, also mathematical algorithms, maybe, and some inventions uh, uh, like related to 
maybe some inventions, artistic inventions that can be copyrighted, musical inventions, these type of inventions, we can have copyright over them, and software inventions, we can have a copyright, but patents, to get a patent, it should be something which is having some physical components and technical advancement, much technical advancement in, in the tangible form, then only patent can be, uh, get, uh, we can get a patent in India, few other inventions, but uh, Broadly, the whole uh, thing is same like in other countries. Plus, other than this, the description part should be within the scope of the claims and uh, it should be clear, concise scope should be there and uh, claims should be drafted well in order in antecedent basis. These are the basic requirements, I think, in other countries as well. So this is the whole uh, broad requirement kind of a thing to get a patent in India. Okay, well, I, I, the only difference I detected there is, uh, I think you said you, the invention must be applicable in industry somehow or another. Is, is that is that correct? If you are talking about Section 3, which where I inform some inventions which are not eligible as patent, yes, there is a difference. Other than this, broadly, novelty, applica in industrial applicability, and inventorship, all these things, uh, wordings may be different, but it is one and the same thing, like in other countries. But few inventions which cannot be, which are not patentable in India, these are few inventions uh, in Indian Patent Act, like in pharma side, unless a medicine uh, is not having therapeutic efficiency the other forms of a same medicine cannot be given patent over we cannot get a patent over them so but this is not the case in US PTO I think that uh, if we change the form so it actually pro uh, it stops a ever reading of inventions because in India uh, it's very uh, one a medicine can be a very costly for a person which is living here in India. So for that purpose, we have certain restrictions of our inventions, which are from pharma side. Um, and that's why it is very important here. There are certain restrictions here in India related to pharma side, yeah. I see. Okay, now, the person has filed a patent, he's met all the requirements, etc. Uh, and of course, everybody's anxious to get their invention uh, certified by the, uh, by the uh, approving office. Now, in the U.S., uh, in, in, in a general sense, uh, getting a patent might take a few months or maybe a few years, depending on its novelty. Uh, how long does it take to get a patent in India, and how might the inventor ex expedite the process? In India, usually once we file the patent application, as is the usual scenario, it gets published within uh, on completion of 18 months. And usually, if I uh, talk ex about examination, it takes two to three years minimum it can be expedited definitely i'll talk about this but uh, then two to three years uh, it usually takes for the whole process to end up with the application maybe four years i can say but two to four years it's the average time period how to expedite yes it is possible if uh, some applications domestic applications or international applications there are procedures to expedite it there is a provision of filing expedited examination request here in India. This can be filed. It is costly. It is double the fees of a normal examination request. It, uh, uh, it costs uh, INR 8,000 rupees, not much as per uh, USPTO currency, but yes, it may be costly for in, as per Indian currency because it is double the rate of a normal examination application. But it helps you get the patent application examined in half a time, which usually may take 
maybe or lesser than that even lesser than that uh, which is the normal time period to get a patent application examined so you can expedite the process but not all people can go through the process of expedited examination request there are certain categories of people only who can apply for this request who are startups or small entities or maybe if one of the applicants is a women applicant then that application can be requested under ex expedited examination request or if it comes under some international treaty like PPH, some patent prosecution highway uh, kind of a uh, treaty uh, between that collaboration it agreement that a patent application resides in that and if uh, it's uh, it belongs to some government organization government company it, it's a part of government initiative government financed company that such kind of applications uh, or if the application uh, has kept India as international search authority or India international patent examination authority if it belongs to some other country or maybe India or maybe from India as well so if such kind of uh, I think I have not missed any if um, there may be one or two I maybe I have missed but these are the categories of people who can file for expedited examination request now other than this if it is a now, application filed under Patent Corporation Treaty. For inventors, I must define this that those applications are the, uh, these are the applications which are filed as an international application and then they are distributed, segregated among different, um, uh, uh, channelized in different countries to get a patent over them in those countries but it's an international application uh, under patent corporation treaty and then we come uh, we do national phase applications so these applications can there is a uh, these are only uh, examined on completion of 31 months uh, from the priority date so if you if then inventor wants to get this examined before 31 months then there is a process of filing express examination request in India. So this is a process of expediting the examination of uh, patent applications filed under uh, PCT, filed under PCT. So this can be applied instead of uh, uh, as a part of expedited examination request. Other than this, if someone wants from Japan, if someone wants to expedite the examination, I cannot say about other countries. We, we have patent prosecution, uh, highway collaboration agreement kind of thing with Japan, only with Japan as of now, which we, maybe we should have other countries uh, as well. So if the application is a part of PPH, then that can also be expedited through different means, different ways. So this is how, these are the three main ways of, of uh, and uh, we, sh we can apply for early publication also. We should actually apply for early publication also if we are trying to go through these expedited examination uh, procedures because unless the patent application is published, it cannot be examined. So we have to uh, reduce the timeline from 18 months to one month through early publication. By filing early publication, there is a procedure of early publication. So I think these are some terms of early publication, expedited examination, express examination, and the rules of these are different from other countries. I just would like to know from you if it is something same or different in the U.S. Oh, that's, it sounds very, very, very similar. I, I don't okay. see any big differences anywhere there uh, that, that, that as to what takes place all the way up to and including the public the publish period, which is a year and a half after filing, etc. All of those things seem to mirror one another. So I, I don't see any uh, a big differences. One thing that I did notice when you were talking though is the uh, PCT application process. 
it sounded like to me you said that the PCT is it automatically filed or is that by the uh, request or the desire of the inventor? Do, do you automatically file a PCT for other countries or does the inventor uh, request that or, or is that left up to the inventor to do? It actually depends upon the vision of the inventor, where he wants to commercialize and in how many countries he wants to commercialize. If it's only uh, India and one other country, there is no need to file a PCT application. He can just file in India and within one year he can file in the country, other country, example, maybe US or Europe, uh, uh, where he wants to apply it within one, within one year. Sorry, I mean, within one year, it's not only one month. Yeah, within one year he can apply. So that the uh, the uh, the application prior application priority can be taken up. So, uh, but if the inventor wants to apply in many countries, then just to make sure that his pocket is uh, not you know completely gone and uh, he has he can manage his funds there is a way to file one single application which is creating uh, international application through PCT and then this application is a kind of application which can then be channelized in different nationalities different countries it's not a patent actually so it depends if inventor wants in countries like Japan China or USA and some uh, maybe Australia so these four countries countries and if he files independently in these countries um, after filing in India within one year it may be expensive for that person and maybe hard he has to work a lot because he has to um, uh, talk with attorneys in all these respective countries at the very outset in the very early stage so it it is good if we can file one single application and it goes to pro through the process of um, examination and researching by the one authority who is taking care of it uh, for all the other countries. And once it goes through the process, 50 or 60 person, and then we can channelize to these four countries. We can hire the attorneys and they don't take that much fees because already the process, a lot of the stages, a lot of the letters of the process have already been crossed. So. Uh, this helps in uh, better management of uh, filing applications in many countries through one single application. So it depends upon what inventor wants. So it actually uh, it's not something automatic. Uh, it depends what exactly is the uh, business agenda of the inventor. Yeah. Okay, I see. Well, it seems it seems pretty. Uh, everything seems pretty similar. It's, it, it's the, and it, including that PCP process. So. We're pretty much on the same same level. Now, in the U.S., there are three types of patents: the utility patent, the design patent, and the plant patent. Uh, and just speaking specifically about the design patent, we talked about utility. Uh, in the U.S., the design patent covers the ornamental design of an article of manufacture. And on or about uh, May 13, 2015. Uh, that patent has a time of 15 years from the state of grant. Uh, can you shed some light on the protection of design patents in India? Okay, so here lies a big difference uh, in India. Mm -hmm. We don't call it design patents, we call it industrial designs. Okay. The meaning is same, but 
the uh, IP right is different here in India. In US, maybe you call it paid, design patents, utility patents, and plant patents. In India, we call utility patents as patents, okay? And design patents as industrial designs. This is a different category of intellectual property rights. And for plant rights, there is a separate entity, which government entity, which takes care of it. And it's not under the category of Patents. It's not protected under the category of patents. So these are different types of intellectual property rights as far as India is concerned, but they are all together as patents in US as far as I know. So the term is again 10 years extended up to another 5 years, which is 15 years in total. But uh, uh, at the very uh, if we don't apply for extensions, it's up to 10 years only. We have to apply for the extension before the expiry of 10 years to get it up to 15 years. Uh, with this, I could just uh, I'm able to record. You asked me about uh, the term of patents as well. A patents is it is 20 years. I think in most other countries it's the same in US as well. So this is all about uh, design patents. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that that sounds similar. But I think the term is a little shorter, and you have to apply for the extensions in India. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost same, almost same. The process, process you can say um, the forms are different. Form there are lesser forms, the lesser complications in design patent because we have to protect the ornamental and aesthetic aspects of the invention in the industrial designs. The meaning is almost exactly the same as in design patents. So it is something which is confused, uh, which confuses inventors. What is this? Is it industrial designs or design patents? In India, they get confused because they hear of two words, two different things, which means the same. Uh, the, uh, the same thing is protected in both. It protects what the invention it, If it is a product, it doesn't protect the functionality. Functionality is protected by utility patents, as we call in India patents. And then the aesthetic aspects, how it looks to our eyes, what are the various uh, patterns of lines and uh, what exactly is invention is to our eyes it is protected by design patents the process is usually it takes lesser time than the utility patents it takes yeah. uh, we can get it a little more earlier here in india publication happens once it is granted after that as far as designs are concerned um and it we can get it within a year also it, uh, sometimes in six months i have seen in three months as well in india so it's it little, it's quite easier less complex than utility methods yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely well j just moving on and, and just thinking about a, a larger uh picture of uh, intellectual property at present artificial intelligence is all over the news and everybody's yeah. big conversation and now with the advent of uh chat gpt do you think that the uh, AI-generated invention without human intervention should be patented? Why? Why not? Now, this is a topic which is a much debated topic and it is still debated upon and still we are not able to go this side or that side and we are not able to because both sides have their own yes and no's and this and that. See, we need to understand the basic principle with which these generative AI tools, artificial intelligence, uh, chat GPT based general intelligence tools work, how they work. Actually, the basic funda is how our mind works. 
it this work in the very similar way our mind has neural networks and there are patterns of neural networks which are in our mind uh, the the way we think the way our thoughts are created so we get inputs maybe by reading something or listening to some video or maybe hearing from some other people from our house family or the community members what we get as an input through our senses it it then enters our brain and creates neural networks depending upon how much we get that get that information these neural networks are created based on those neural network thoughts are generated and then we produce some outputs similarly generative ai tools are working i have researched a lot on this because i'm it is something of an area of my interest because my phd belongs to uh, artificial intelligence based topics so i'm very curious about this field of study so it works like this if it's a mind then shouldn't it be an inventor this is a topic which we should think about because but the uh, contradiction here is someone out there a human like us is giving prompts from outside uh, in the computer and then only this artificial tool is working uh, although though it is giving us outputs and research based results which are inventions we call it inventions but someone out there like us is giving prompts and someone has developed this tool a person like us has developed this tool trained this tool we call it in this uh, this as training so someone has trained this tool then who exactly is the inventor the person who has made generative ai or the person who is giving prompts to generative ai as the input or the generative ai which in a, which is analyzing it and giving the outputs it's actually not the word maybe three these three people who may be treated as inventors because they have done some percentage of work so this is a topic which needs to be debated upon but i must mention here nothing could be left solely on generative ai tools because otherwise they may take over humanity so that's why rules and regulations are being made in us and maybe now in india as well that a, a human has to definitely review what generative ai tools are generating and they have to take the ownership ownership over it these tools cannot be treated as inventors because otherwise where will humanity go where will people like us go because they this is infinite intelligence this is abundance of intelligence this is actually more than what our intelligence is which our intelligence is limited and finite but this is intelligent of whole internet and it is growing and growing and growing it will definitely take over us if we don't have bound it limited uh, to not being owners not being inventors so this is something uh, which I, actually in one line i don't think that generative ai tools could be treated as inventors it should be uh, the owner should ship should be in the hands of the person who is using this as a tool okay. yeah you know what? and I, i think that's the perverse the big time question is who is the inventor is it ai or is it the person i always say just like you were saying there it should be the person that programs the ai yeah <laughs> who initiated it and and who has uh, followed it along and reviewed it that's what i always say but here again just like you say it, it it's going to have to be reviewed and uh, it's going to be a lot more debate around it uh, before we come to a conclusive uh, uh, answer um but well so uh one 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 last question and i ask all of my uh all of my guests this question in the uh, in your particular business 
the business of intellectual property, what challenges uh, will businesses face uh, in the future? Which ones excite you the most and which ones concern you the most? Challenges of converting the business into processes and systems, I think, is the main challenge of any business, I just think. Because unless and until we are able to streamline it as a process of, you know, systems and processes, if we do everything on our own, it is a practitioner doing it as a solopreneur. And if you wanted to create it as a business, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to learn the skill of delegating, of automating, of converting it into systems and processes. These are the three things I say. It should, we should be able to how to delegate and how to get the work done, how to get it managed by others without much of your interference and just uh, you know look from the back of the screen uh, that the work is getting done and we are just aware of it through excel sheets so this is a skill this is not that easy because as a owner we are very concerned about our clients work we think is it done that way we want uh, or should we do this on our own will that person be doing it the way the, the way the excellence we've put in in that work will the person whom we have employed will be able to do that way so that is a skill how to delegate how to automate is another skill how to automate me in turn means how to create it a system and a process which is automated which is going on on its own so this is a challenge which i think i'm uh, facing from quite a long time i'm trying very hard and <laughs> i will be able to accomplish it otherwise uh, i have to actually i'm doing it yeah so this is uh, one of the biggest challenge of any business i think and it takes some time other than this i think it covers everything this is the biggest challenge <laughs> yeah Okay, then. Well, with that, we'll have to bring this podcast to an end. I want to express my gratitude uh, to Dr. Chopra for sharing her expertise and insights. And we are honored to have her to join us on this podcast. And I also want to remind those of you who are watching to take this opportunity to learn from our guests and to strive to achieve your own goals and aspirations. Uh, Dr. Chopra, where can we find you for future reference? For future reference, uh, you can just put my email ID. It's prachi.chopra at the rate intellectbastion.com. My email ID and my LinkedIn handle is there. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. I'm on all social media channels. I'm more on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I, I'm also a YouTube content creator you can find me on youtube also you can find many of my videos on youtube as well so you can find me there as well so there these are different social media handles um, you can message me text me on linkedin and my email id these things you can just put it in the and i can be connected through these means yeah okay and i'm james bennett with innovative solutions i can be found at www.innovativesolutions.org that's one in no e www.innovativesolutions.org thank you for watching today and we'll see you on the next podcast you've been tuning into we solve problems with your host james d bennett ii learn more about financial incentives to mitigate the risks to better your products 
at www.inovativsolutions.org, where you can find other episodes of this show. Thank you for your positive feedback, comments, questions, and for sharing this with others. 